You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. It's Saranac Assassin's Flying Circus. Welcome to my Mac podcast 600, 600, and we are recording on the day of Apple's anniversary, which is April 1st. Now, I think actually that is pertinent to this particular podcast in so much as April Fool's is the G-Men. On yeah. the MyMac podcast, I think that's right, think isn't so. it, Guy? Really, I think so. I I think that if 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 you're listening to any podcast in April and you're looking for fools, I don't think you have to go any farther than this no, podcast no. right here. And I actually thought, and this is this is the sort of mindset that we've got. As it's Apple's birthday today, that made me wonder: Is Ronald Wayne Apple's fifth Beatle? I'm going to put a link to the show notes and you can go and find out for yourselves. <laughs> what is this actually? Oh, never mind, because we want people to, <laughs> go, to and go, and, go and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. We are off to so, a wonderful start. We are. We're having a, yes, this is going to be an absolute cracker of a podcast. It's 600. I don't believe it. I've got to say thank you to, oh, hang on a minute. I've got to say thank you to uh, our fearless leader. For congratulating us on the 249th um, Tech Fan Podcast for our 600th, which he assumed we were going to record. And that's what we're doing at the moment. So aren't we good? And I think both of us will congratulate uh, Tim and David on Tech Fan Podcast number 250, which will be coming out, I assume, uh, in the uh, very near future. Well, hopefully, hopefully next week. But I, I think that hopefully. 249 is the one that we should congratulate him for. Yes, because if you haven't listened to it yet... Go and listen to it. And uh, 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 wait, uh, I, I, I have come to house. understand. I have come to understand that on that particular podcast, Tim is angry. Now, <laughs> he's I'm, got a, I'm I, not used to that. I think he's got a Rottweiler actually biting at his ankles. That's <laughs> what's making him angry. Well, better ankles than, you know, elsewhere. Anything else? Anyway, Guy, what sort of yeah. week have you had? Oh, I have had, uh, it's actually been not all that different from last week, except the computer I was working on was not my own. Uh, I have a very, very good friend of mine and he, he's primarily a windows user, but it's mostly work related, but he had gotten his mom an iMac like eight years ago. It's a 2007 model has four gigabytes of Ram running 10, 11, two. But he couldn't isn't update. It, isn't it sad? Isn't it sad that we think that a computer running four gigabytes of RAM is funny? Um, this day and age, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. if in 
2007, you had said, I've got four gigabytes of RAM. We would have all been like, whoa. We'd have dude. been rooting. Oh, rooting, dude. Some four day. gigs, man. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. I started off with 128 megs. Not even megs. It was 128K for the very yeah, first right, Macintosh. Right. Yes. We don't so, want to bore right. anybody. <laughs> so... Uh, his brother, yeah, his brother had actually done the last update, but for yep. whatever reason, he used his own Apple ID to update their their mother's computer. Well, Tony yep. gave the computer to me because he said, "Well, you're the Mac guy, you're the Mac genius," and you know, I laughed a little bit as he said that, uh, but I accepted the machine anyway. <laughs> and brought it and home before you said, and before you said to him, I screwed up. <laughs> Uh, hold on, hold on. I screwed up. <laughs> so I I basically um, s- created a new Apple ID for her and, you yeah. know, checked with uh, my friend Tony and his mother to make sure that they understood what the password was and uh, <laughs> reinstalled. Well, believe me, that <laughs> sh- shall, shall we talk about what it's like to get passwords from Apple? No, but I'm thinking that you actually got a dictionary and said, right, here's the definition of a password. This is what I'm giving you, right? <laughs> oh, but uh, in the law, you know, by the time I got done with it, everything was fine. And of course, the very, very first thing I did was back the entire thing up to an external hard drive in case things went horribly, horribly wrong, as sometimes nice happens. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Oh, wait. <laughs> What about yeah. you, Gaz? Yeah. Hang on a minute. I screwed up. Guy's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Guy is the well, one. I, I've been, again, really busy this week, uh, as we all are, I'm sure. Uh, but at the moment, we seem to be scanning lots of stuff. So maybe it's time for me to look at one of these ScanSnap scanners rather than continue use my HP flatbed that I've got next to my uh, a PC or my iMac, I should say. I know it does the job as long as I don't mind sitting by the computer, yeah. lifting, placing the document, uh, doing the scan, opening the lid, taking the document out, putting the next document in, starting saving the next, everything. Yeah, as, long yeah. as, you, as long as you, yeah, as long as you, well, is, <laughs> I mean, it, is it pictures wait. or actual documents? Uh, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of stuff. So okay. um, I'm just wondering whether I really ought to look at a you know, scan snap because I hear lots of good things about them. So maybe that's time I did it, you know. Maybe. Now, you know, there was you know, to, to kind of go off on that note a little bit. Uh, I, I no longer have a scanner. Uh, I had a Canon one for a really long time. And what kind of drew Let me, me to guess. it. Let me guess. Let me guess. Are you using your phone to take pictures? Now I am. Right, but, but I was talking about you know these are pictures going back twenty years. No, I'm more. talking about pictures of your scanned items that you would normally do because you said you've not got a scanner anymore. So do you just not do any scanning? No, I just don't scan. Uh, what I do now is I take a picture of the document, print it out, and then yeah. take it someplace to get it scanned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's the idiat that's scanning stuff, printing it, and scanning it. 
he's he's the guy <laughs> takes the picture of the item, <laughs> goes down, gets it printed off, takes it to the scan shop, gets it scanned, so he's got a JPEG. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Let's go, let's go to mymac.com before I fall off this chair. Okay, I'll take the first one. Uh, it's okay. par- Parallels Access. This is a review by Rick Nodriguez. We've all been there. You've left for the office or class and you have that one file you need on your desktop to be scanned or laptop that is sitting at home to be scanned and then printed. And then scanned. Possibly, actually, I'm just kidding. None of that is in here. Possibly you just want to do some web browsing at work that, well, you really shouldn't be doing while you're at the office. Parallels Access may be your best solution for these problems. A lot of us know that there are many ways to remotely access into your PC or Mac from your mobile device. But I've got to say, or or Nick has to say, this is one of the very best that he's ever used. Going over to the website and check it out there, y'all. Okay, the next item is iReceipt Mail. This is an add-on for your Apple Mail. This is a review by Pan Iot Skarka. Color. If you've... (laughs) No, (laughs) not what I said. I know. If you've ever asked anyone the did you receive my email question? You might consider email message receipts. Apple excuse this technology unless a third part, a third part or third part utility is used. Apple mail does not issue or accept receipt requests. You can switch to an alternative email client that does both of these things. um, And more such as Mozilla Thunderbird. Oh, but Ian sighs here. Yet another layer of inconvenience. Or there is a fix for Apple Mail in the form of iReceipt Mail 1.1.12, which is a third-part utility that adds email message receipts to the default mail client possessed by every Mac OS X user. Go over to the website and read Ian's review of iReceipt Mail. Tech fan number 248, 16 gigabytes by David Cohen and Tim Robertson. Tim and David, (laughs) Tim, discussed the Apple event this week. And one of them is really unhappy, really unhappy with Apple still marketing a 16 gigabyte phone. Also discussed is the iPad Pro, the passing of Andy Grove and wait, Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they, they talked about Pee Wee Herman. Go on over. I was going to say to the website, but uh, no, just download it from iTunes. This this was a good one. My Mac Spotlight, Jose Adan Ramirez. Is that right? From Jose Mitty Apps. Or something Jose like that. Mitty, Jose or something like that. Who are the people behind the technology that we love so much? We know the products, the websites, the online personalities, but we want to learn more this week. We turn our attention to Jose Adan Ramirez. I wish I could speak. Founder and developer. Yeah, even Marimez. See, I can't say it. I don't know how to say it. Developer. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. 
of uh, Joe's Metty apps or Hose Metty apps or something that. like that. That go thing. over to the website and take a read. Have a have an interesting look at uh, a key member of the Mac community. And next up is the audio tech. That oh, threw you, didn't God. that threw you, didn't it? Me yeah. saying that that completely threw you. Yes. No. I I, no. I, well, you know, if anyone should be thrown, it's me. Okay. Physically into a wall. Audio Technica. I and more lovely product names. ATH-ANC40BT. Oh, that just rolls right off the tongue. Quiet point active noise canceling wireless in-ear headphones. This is a review by Wedewick Frells. Audio Technica's only noise canceling wireless in-ear headphones you didn't, is you that didn't number that number. I said right at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Their quiet point technology claims to reduce environmental noise by 90%. It runs on Bluetooth three and can connect to two devices simultaneously and can remember up to eight devices. Estimated battery life is eight hours with Bluetooth and noise canceling activated. That's an oddly phrased sentence. Estimated battery life is eight hours with Bluetooth and Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, no. You've got it now, haven't you? You've got it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I screwed up. Estimated battery life is eight hours with Bluetooth and noise canceling activated. Canceling 13, activated. Yes. <laughs> 13 with just Bluetooth and 24 for just noise canceling and 100 hours standby time. Go on over and read what I just could not. It's great over there at the website. Yeah. <laughs> Ramirez. Ramirez. So say it now. <laughs> yeah, well, see, yeah, but now it's too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Audio Technica AT LP60 USB and analog fully automated belt drive turntable. This is a review by Wedowick Wells. Who would have thought it in 2016 you have multiple turntable options? Not just from multiple manufacturers, but multiple options from just one manufacturer. Audio Technica has a range from simple home use to pro-level equipment. The AT-LP60-USB is their automatic USB turntable. This is a belt-driven turntable with a USB output that allows you to convert your vinyl to digital or play records through what most likely is your digital audio system. Yeah. Hooray. It comes with a (laughs) USB cable, two RCA to mini plug cable, one mail one female, 45 RPM adapter, and cartridge with stylus. Go over to the website and read a little bit more. If you're one of those folks that's got hundreds of LPs sitting in the cupboard and you don't play them anymore, actually, it's quite good fun to get them out and just play them on this device. Don't even use it to record them. Yeah, uh, and right now, every single person that is under the age of 25 has their head crocked to just one side. Saying 45 yeah. RPM, huh? Or? <laughs> and Is that last, the speed of the new Tesla? <laughs> that actually looks really cool. Yeah. I, uh, I no, think it's going to be a bit late to market, though. But anyway, let's move on to the next okay, item. Okay. Next up is tech fan number 249. Angry, so angry, by Rim Toppertson. Tim is angry again. 
<laughs> what else is new? David has a new computer. Topics include not being able to play the new Star Wars movie on a MacBook Pro. Really? Hmm. The 16 gigabyte iPhone argument continues. The FBI dropping the Apple court case. That's something we should talk about soon. Apple blocking the music iPhone app with ads and much, much more. Also, Tim. <laughs> and David completely forget to talk about Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice after mentioning it at the top of the show. <laughs> Go on over and download it. I haven't listened to this one yet, but. Uh, it, oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Oh, oh yes. man. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, if you would like to write for the MyMac.com website, I noticed last week I said podcast again. Contact John Nemo, Nemo at MyMac.com. Send him a sampling of how you write. Not that it will make any difference whatsoever when we read it here on this podcast. Because we can't read. We cannot read. Uh, some And some things end up worse than others. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know what? You're still going to be writing for a quality publication that's been around since 1994 or five, 1995. And it's, it's, it's what I've been doing since 2001. So you can use me as an example. <laughs> no matter how you try to spin this. Yeah. Um, what can you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guy, guys to one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. I screwed up. Guys to one. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I screwed up. <laughs> okay. Do you want me do you do you want me to take this out? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um everybody, stand by. Everybody stand by. It's just stand by because everybody well, we'll be right back. Yes. We will. In the zone. <laughs> Hey Siri, I'm looking for a new podcast. How about three geeky ladies? Well, I want to hear about technology. As I said, three geeky ladies. I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, three geeky ladies fits the bill. A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, new iPhones, and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right? As I've been saying, Three Geeky Ladies is what you want. Say, what about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow, Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network. For their misuse of duct tape and bubble gum, it's the G Men and the My Mac Podcast. And welcome back to the podcast. This is the part where the unusual opening bit that we did this week. Now, next week, when you listen to the podcast, we will be back 
to our <laughs> normal music that we use for our intro. This was, you know, based on now, you know, one of the things that has been consistent and not just through the time that Gaz and I have been doing this show, but going all the way back to the beginning when uh, Tim and Chad used to do it is that the, the listeners, you people are the real rock stars. You're the ones that we do this podcast for. And when we hear from you, especially in, in this particular case, um, it, it blows us away that, that you're taking the time to call us or write to us or, you know, however it is that, that you've decided to c- communicate with us short of like a brick through a window, you know, don't do that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not right. That's just not nice. But in this case, um, we've heard, we've heard from a long, long time listener, uh, Saranac assassin who we have talked about on the show before. Uh, he sent us not just one, but two communiques to us. Uh, both are well-written, thought out, and deserving of praise. Now, whether he in turn will get well-spoken, thought-out replies, we'll see as we, as we go through this. <laughs> um, the first letter that he wrote to us was in kind of response to the disaster that happened to me last week after I did the backup and my user account got all screwed up. And uh, Gaz, why don't you start this one off? Okay. Well, do you want me to take, um, I'll take most of this one and then you can start and do most okay. of the next. That's Just fine. Ask me, jump in when you want me to. Okay. So Serenak responds, oh my, oh my guy, what a mess. And all because of what? No bootable clone. And I take it, no restorable time machine backup. Um, Let me stop right there for a second. He is absolutely right because I had my full clone and my full time machine backup on the Drobo. So um, unless I actually have the computer going, no, it was I couldn't use either one. Okay, go ahead. So he goes on to say he'll admit that time machine restores – are a huge pain and take so long. But in a disaster, it's better than a complete data wipeout. Backing up your machine to a disk image or sparse bundle on a remote NAS, etc., is an excellent safety net. But the biggest get-out-of-jail ever is your bootable clone, be it on a cheap external or in a pro at the end of a or or in a pro at the end of a worst on a second internal drive. Poor guy to have taken out one with a clone on it to make way for a larger drive and then not to make another clone. <laughs> yeah, that was guys the one. Can I, can I, yes. Can Wait, I, hold on, hold on. I screwed up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, I will, uh, uh, however, I not having a bootable clone isn't a total disaster if you have some way to turn that disk image back into a drive which I admit means you need either a big enough external or internal drive to free, uh, uh, drive free to accept the clone. I can't mock really, this is Serenak saying this, we all only really get wise to the mistakes by making them. And I've made them all and never again. Serenak uses Time Machine, a bootable clone, clone drive, and he makes a clone to an image on the NAS. That said... He just found a gap in his archive at work. 
Every so often, he has to remove some stored work from the server and burn it to a duplicated set of DVDs. Seems at some point he has has to remove one or more folder of jobs from the server uh, that he that he had burned to a DVD. So there you go. He only just found this out, um, and the mistake could have been uh, made any time in the last, well, maybe four years. And his time machine only goes back a bit over a year on that server. So remember, the biggest problem still sits between the keyboard and the chair. Or and in this case, behind the microphone. Or behind the microphone. And it just goes back, it just reaffirms, and we can't reaffirm it enough, really. Yeah. You need a backup plan in, in, you know, in place. It's not just having a... That actually works. It's not, it's not, well, it's not just having, yeah. And well, that's the plan, isn't it? The plan is that you make sure you've got the hardware to do your software backup and that the plan includes you do checks on that, those uh, backups to make sure that they're still okay. So, yeah. Now, now. I'll let you carry on with the next bit. <clears throat> anyway, uh, number one, thank you. Thank you, Saradak. Um, you yes. are absolutely right, and I appreciate the fact that you were sympathetic. <laughs> Lord knows I well, sat here in this chair and just wanted to, you know, yes, thank God I'm not got, two people because I would have beaten myself up. Yeah, but, and I've got to say, uh, Saradak, that um, you gave him a lot more sympathy than I did. <laughs> <laughs> or, or most other people. Um, next up, he was talking about the article that I wrote over at mymac.com that talked, uh, about iOS desktop. Uh, Tim was actually, uh, did you hear, I guess it was in two forty eight. Uh, he, he mentioned the article. Yes. Did, didn't yes. agree. Didn't agree with hardly any of it, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but that's okay. Um, Saranac had quite a bit to say about this article. And uh, just to give you a quick recap, I was talking about Apple turning iOS uh, also to be used as like a desktop machine. Uh, In the article, I said that it has most of the capabilities that probably 90 plus percent of the people that use or need a computer from home actually require. And then Saranac came back and said, now this is something that he has maintained for many years. People have bought expensive PC or Macs first as desktops and more recently on the whole, as laptops. Why? Because they really needed all that power? He doesn't think so. For many years, the vast majority of home users treated the computer as a glorified typewriter, perhaps kept a few spreadsheets or a simple database or two, maybe scanned in some old pictures, and then, no, I'm not going to do that joke again, and stored their iTunes music on it. Some people played games, and to be honest, in my view, games were one of the few reasons to actually bother having a more powerful computer. Now, what do you think about that, Gas? Well, yeah, I I just totally agree with it completely. Um, Saranac goes on to talk about the coming of the internet age, but the basic premise of his statement above, um, I think, still stand, even with the, you know, voice um, over internet protocols and... um, chat rooms, et cetera, et cetera. It's still, uh, still a, a very good um, sentence, I'd say. Yeah. And he goes on to say, but still the computers that we use and to some extent are still buying were slash are massively overspecced for a vast percentage 
of what most people want them for. Um, and I, I have to agree with that 100%. Uh, for the most part, and it's weird. It's like games are driving computers yeah. to be more and yeah. more powerful when the yeah. vast majority of people that buy these computers don't play games. Uh, but yeah, that, it, yeah, definitely. Go ahead. It, 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 Serenak goes on to talk about obviously that uh, he imagined before the iPhone he imagined and fantasized about some pocketable thin client and I think as does Serenak we all wanted our I've written here we all wanted our Palm Pilots to do more much more so um, yeah I think I, I agree again with the fact that the vast majority of us just want a small device to do the the majority of what we need and um uh, the gaming industry is what um is what's pushed it's what pushed me to get more memory for my pc so i could um, actually um play far cry which is one game which i kind of yeah. still would like to go back and and have another go at but, but just, do, you know. do you know what's weird is it seems like the, you know, computers are get, getting faster, uh, better spec'd out, more memory, bigger hard drives, and all the rest of that. And somehow or another, even though the vast majority of people aren't playing games, we still manage to find ways to fill it with stuff. And that yeah. operating systems become more and more complicated, where it needs more RAM and it needs more space. You know, you think about you think, think about I the think, original well, Macintosh just, ran on I'm, I'm ran on a four hundred k floppy. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't do much. Well, yeah, there is. Not that. compared to, what, <laughs> not compared to <laughs> okay. Uh, well. I, I think we've actually got through that. To, I agree with what you're saying, and things. You know, there was a lot of you know because I've mentioned this before. You get a lot of code creep. I think it's being referred to. Yeah. Um, but I think we've got through that a little bit now, and you know, the likes of Microsoft and uh, and Apple, uh, and the you know the the bods over at the, the the various different Linux distros that you can get, um, write much many. cleaner, yeah, many, many, write much cleaner operating systems that, you know, and the code creep that used to be there I think isn't there in the operating system so much. That's not, it doesn't exist in other places, but I, I, I think I've got to disagree with you a little bit on that. I think they are fairly okay. efficient. because And equally, an efficient code is actually more secure, I think, guys, well. Yeah, as well, and it certainly makes it easier to maintain, and to it, it makes it easier to make sure it is secure. I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, he go he goes or he goes on to talk about uh, the next thing I said, which was the point is that Apple has created an, a new ecosystem of hardware and software that people seem to like and are willing to spend more on than competing platforms. And then he replied to that that he was pretty much. With me on that, Android no doubt has more installs and more active devices, but that can be everything from the cheapest of cheap phones and tablets up to flagship devices that cost just as much or more than Apple's offerings. He thinks, however, that on average, the com the common garden variety iOS user is probably likely to be more loyal to and more satisfied with Apple's ecosystem than the equivalent Android user. And yeah, you know, this is, the, and one of the things that, that kind of makes me nuts when getting into arguments, especially online with Android users is they talk about Apple's walled garden and they talk about how Apple 
locks you into this or to that. To which my reply usually is, what is the lock-in? Music no longer has DRM. Video that you get from anyone <laughs> is can going to have DRM. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just stop you there? It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't listen to TechFan249 um, directly before or after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, see, I haven't listened to 249 yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You'll you'll understand my meaning when you listen to it. Okay, okay. But, anyway, right, but for the on, most yeah, part, yeah. for the most part, audio no longer has uh well by audio I mean music, not books, but audio no it longer really has DRM and it hasn't affected sales of digital audio at all. If anything, it's continued to go up over the years. And I keep waiting probably in vain, at least for now, for video content creators to understand this as well. So the only thing that's locking you into iTunes is things like the video that you buy from iTunes, any music you buy straight out, you can put on whatever device you want. Cause there's no DRM applications are really the only thing that ties you in to anyone's ecosystem. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about iOS, OS 10, Android, or Windows. It None of that matters because most likely an application that you have bought for one of those platforms isn't going to work for another one without some general higgledy-piggledy. How do you like that? Yeah, higgledy-piggledy. Higgledy-piggledy. Like anyway, let's, let's, let's crack on because it's still going okay. to so um, the next thing that he has me say, boy, that's oddly worded, was uh, <laughs> would it surprise anyone at all if Apple had a few ARM-based desktop machines running a version of iOS that had many features of a desktop machine? And uh, Saranac comes back and says, not one jot guy. You can tell he's English. Uh, don't forget that way, way before ARM became the darling of the mobile device industry, the original ARM chips and philosophy birthed the Acorn series of computers and the BBC B Micro. There is absolutely no doubt in his mind that Apple has some ARM-based machines down in those skunk works running OS 10, iOS, and probably any number of hybrids, even OS, I'm going to guess that's 11 or 20 or whatever their next gen operating system uh, is going to be. If you can make. Well, I think, yeah. I, I heard an interesting point about that. Sorry to do uh, yeah, a go little ahead. bit of tangents here, but I heard an interesting uh, on point there on. No, well, no, what? No, I didn't hear an interesting point on this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that somebody said, actually, it's iOS, it's TV OS, it's watch OS. Will it become Mac OS? Yeah, I saw those same things, and uh, that's because that's what it used to be prior to uh, OS X being released. It was the Mac cool. OS. I wonder if it'll go back to it then. Anyway, and that may well, be what uh, Honestly, be, uh, it probably should since we're up to 10.11 yeah. now. You know, yeah, so just call it, you know, call the next it, one Mac OS 11 or Mac OS 12. Well, well, well that's maybe why they put the uh, the pirate flag out, but you had an interesting point on that, actually. Because uh, uh, Apple, if you didn't know, actually raised the uh, the skull and crossbones uh, with the Apple rainbow in one of the skull's eyes, I think. That's the old uh, flag that was raised once before uh, by the Mac team. Is that right? 
Yeah. Yeah. When, when, uh, Steve went over from, cause he, he basically jobs got kicked out of the Apple, yep. Apple two part of Apple. So base looking for something to do, he, uh, he went over and, and pretty much took over on the Mac team. And that was like one of the first things they did. They raised the pirate flag. Uh, <laughs> anyway, when you and I were talking earlier, I was kind of wondering if, if, that was a signal that, you know, they're starting to think about alternate ways to release either, you know, what we now call OS 10 or iOS. If, you know, one thing I don't think is going to happen is a hybrid OS 10 iOS, because it, it, that just makes no sense to me. Um, I can see, and you know, if you go and you read the article that I wrote, it's over there in mymac.com. There's, there's, there's a place for the Mac. Well, let's, even, let's, even yeah, let's carry on with this. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I, carry right, on with this because right. I think there's some, some of those points are in here. So Okay. Well. Okay. Um, he goes on to say, if you can make an Android desktop hybrid or a Chromebook, then you sure as eggs or eggs can make an iOS desktop or at least something like one. Uh, then he says, I said, on the face of it, <laughs> <laughs> costs for development would most likely be pretty low. You would need probably two different kinds of iOS device docking stations, one for iPads and one for iPhones. Each, and this is, this is the important part that I don't think Saranac got, each should have a flexible bay to accommodate different size devices. Then you would need a pure iOS desktop machine, maybe even a laptop docking station with a built-in screen. And Saranac goes on to say that he agrees that development costs for hardware might not be very high, and that would be a very good thing because he can see one flaw in my proposition here. iOS devices, particularly the iPhone, have a very high tendency to change form from the original iPhone to the dished G3, the Glass Sandwich 4, the taller four, 5S, and a bigger still, 6 and 6 Plus, although these have returned in some ways to the essence of the original iPhone's construction. And that leaves aside the switch from 30-pin to lightning and the posited droppings of the audio jack, etc., etc. Um, Actually, Saranac, I disagree. Uh, I think that if you look at the, the iPhone SE, the 6, and the six plus sizes, whether and whether it's uh, the the pluses or the six, and you know, however you want to you want to go with that. I think that uh, Apple is smart enough to be able to come up with a docking station that would accommodate all three of those. You basically you push it part way in, and then something in this box draws it in and and connects it to the Lightning connector. Uh, whether or not it has an audio jack, I think means nothing if it's docked because you could have an audio jack on the dock, assuming that, you know, Apple even, even went in that direction. <clears throat> so how did you see this Gaz? Um, I, yeah, I, I see the dock as not being something physical possibly in, in the future. I, I can see it as being a, you know, tethered, um, what just wireless wirelessly 
Yeah, well, does it have to be through the lightning port, you know, port to port that way? I mean, they're becoming more powerful or even if they can do it um, wirelessly somehow, you know, that it's we've got to think outside the box. And I'm sure that's what Apple are doing. Well, maybe. I'm not quite sure how they could transmit audio, video and data wirelessly at the same time in, in a fast enough way to satisfy a computer user. Well, well, look at some of the AC speeds that we're getting up to now. That's very true. That's very true. Well, I, and this is all so, speculation because we have, we have, yeah, no, of course, we have no course idea. Uh, the I next thing, next bit, yeah, go ahead. I, I think the next bit kind of matches some of the bits that you just mentioned as well. So I don't know if you want to go through that uh, that piece as well. Yeah, I can say it real quick. Uh, okay. his, quibble, his quibble here is: what exactly are you aiming to do? Are you suggesting that we buy into? Ever more powerful and personal iOS devices that basically become our whole computing life, yes, and experience, and that <laughs> we then have a variety of shells that this device can be plugged into, yes. If you are, I would say, why not just have a core, and then the iPhone, iPad, laptop, desktop, etc. can all be shells. Uh, I, he doesn't believe for a minute that he can see this happening, by the way, and if, it, and if, it, if I could, or he could, it would be the iPhone that was the core and everything else would be the shell. His problem with this concept isn't that it can't work, but that with a variety of sizes and forms for the iPhone and iPad already, the shell concept becomes pretty messy. And that's before you start taking into account people's love of cases, battery packs, folio covers, etc. That's a good point. I can see it working a lot better for a desktop installation because all you need then is an interface a way to make the device into the heart of another system. Alternatively, are we talking about creating iOS helper devices, which are not just dumb shells, but contain a variety of their own hardware? Yes. Additional RAM or GPUs, not necessarily RAM or GPUs and the like, but the lightning port is fast enough to cover up a multitude of sins as far as ports goes, you can have the lightning port used, especially if, you know, just because that there is now a lightning port doesn't mean that Apple isn't going to make the lightning port better as time goes on, make it faster, make it have better throughput and all the rest of that. Um, but part of what you were saying here earlier, when you were talking about the, the, the 3g and, uh, the 30 pin connector, you know, basically at, you know, if they did, if Apple did something like this, there would be a cutoff for what current iOS devices could be used and which ones couldn't. That's, you know, and Apple is not afraid to obsolete their own hardware. If it's, if it's to the advantage of advancing the platform, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I, for me, I'm, I'm just thinking I want to get my phone and go and do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that 90%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what whatever happens, guy, it's got to be simple. People will not buy into it unless it's If it's easy. complicated. That's true. That's very true. If it's true. complicated, they will not buy into it. Yeah. Uh, next, he says, I said, 
to prevent a mass panic from existing Mac users, most of the user interface from OS X would be available on an iOS computer, but simplified. A simple file manager, perhaps based on documents or contact, contact, content type versus applications. And he goes on to say that this is where he really doesn't agree with me. If you're going to make an iOS desktop, it needs to be by ramping up what iOS can do, even if some parts of that functionality are only available or triggered by being docked rather than make it perform as some uh, sort of watered down version of OS 10. And I'm going to stop right there because uh, I, I agree with that point that a lot of this functionality, I mean, you wouldn't need to have uh, a mouse icon on a phone or even a standalone iPad because you're doing everything with your fingers. All of this would be triggered once the device was docked and you're looking at a larger screen and all the rest of that. Uh, he then goes on to say that uh, he knows if he was asked to make some sort of Franken OS like that, he thinks that his personal response would be, if you want or need OS 10 features, you need an OS 10 device. That doesn't mean I don't think that an iOS desktop mode isn't a viable concept. You already pointed out earlier that out of all iOS devices sold, a large proportion belong to people who have never used and possibly never will buy a Mac. In that case, why do they need the desktop mode to be like OS 10? Um, it wouldn't exactly be like OS 10, but remember just because OS 10 and iOS are made by Apple, it doesn't necessarily follow that either one used as a desktop operating system would have to have similar features to the other. Um, what I was talking about with the file manager is right now what we do you know, we either go right to a document and double click that document and whatever the default program is for that document opens up and we do whatever we're going to do with that document in that program. But what a lot of people also do, and it's part of why Apple has applications in the left hand of the final finder bar is they're going and they're opening the application and then opening the document from within that application. But from within iOS, it doesn't really work like that because we don't have a file manager. You could basically have one that showed you all of your documents. And when you click on a document, you then see of the variety of programs that you can use to manipulate that document. And it doesn't necessarily follow that you're going to open up the application and then open up the document. You're it's basically document based versus application based. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just in the, in the sense of time, I'm, I'm, I'm chipping. Trying, trying to. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Next up, he says that he suspects that I, much as he did when he read this piece the first time, started to project your own requirements onto the concept. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's just what he was doing about two minutes ago, sir. And I well, well, not only that, but I mean, one of the things about being a writer is it's, you know, people talk about as a writer disconnecting, you know, yourself from what it is you're writing about. Honestly, anyone who tells you that they can do that is lying to you. 
everybody has their own biases. Everyone has their own perspective. And those biases and perspectives almost inevitably come through on whatever it is they write. Uh, but that aside, uh, he says that uh, myself. And I love this bit. I love this. He, I love this. Right. And most of the MyMac audience are not the 90% of the population that we are talking about. And I don't know if I agree with that. What do you think? Um, I love that because I think we'd all like to think that we're not. But I think that an awful lot of us actually are. And if I'm <laughs> honest, if I'm honest, I would say that actually, other than doing these podcasts, which makes me part of the audience and which makes me part of this process, that's where I drop out of that 90% and move into that other percentile. Um, but if I wasn't doing this, then I'd definitely be part of that 90%. Yeah. And for the most part, other than the podcast, and uh, video and uh, well, okay, never mind. That there was a point I was going to make there, and it just wasn't going to go well. Uh, next up, he said, "I said, docking stations." He said, "I, he he said, said, I, I said, said you said that." You said. said that when we said docking stations, whether through a wired interface or with well, no, no, we're definitely not part of <laughs> because nobody wants to be part of our ninety percent. Uh, whether through an, a wired interface or with an iOS device inserted should have uh, some of the more standard ports ports used at the time of release. Uh, and he agrees with this only in as much if, if you are going to expand iOS a bit into a desktop, it really does need to be able to access more standard peripherals a lot more eloquent, eloquently than via eloquently. a, yeah, <laughs> elegantly than a nasty set of adapters and dongles. In my view, if you are trying to make an iOS desktop that is a complete given, you are probably drifting beyond the needs of the 90%. Uh, yeah, there is there is something to be said about that. But Yeah, but you see, the thing is, you, you see, this is where we are, I think, and we go back to that other sentence that you're actually putting into the process something of your requirements. And this, again, is where we are restricting everything. Yeah. Who says we're going to need docking station and ports? This is where I come back to that wireless bit. Okay. I think there's going to be an awful lot of pieces of equipment which will go automatically away. talk. That, no, they don't go away. That talk to the devices. You'll auto, and this is where their their you know their home kit kicks in. You know where you walk into your house and your device actually is then already talking to all of the things in your house, letting you know that you're home. Okay. Whatever, you know, whatever. Don't let's not make assumptions about what it's telling you. It's just there will be there will be pieces of equipment which you need to communicate with in some manner about something. And I think when you go into it's like when you go to your car, it'll be exactly the same thing. So there'll be the communication between the car and your device, and you know when you come home, there'll be you'll be talking. You can already do it with you know lights, heating, all that sort of stuff, I think it'll expand much more. And it won't be ports that you need. It'll be communication that you'll need. Right. Faster, better communication. Just communication, guys. Let's not talk about about speed. Let's talk about communication. Let's assume this is where everybody starts coming up. It's like at work. Have you got the resources to do your job? Now, those resources could be anything. It could be absolutely, is it people? 
Is it equipment? Is it a network? And it doesn't matter whether that network's at one megabyte. If it's one megabyte and it's doing your job, you have the resources. If it's not doing the job at one megabyte, then you don't have the resources. So it's just the word communication. We don't need to talk about what that speed might be. Bandwidth. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, excuse me. Good. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, that said, as the new MacBook shows, Apple seems to want to get as close to portless as they can get. I yep. think their ideal would be a Mac or iOS device with basically no ports at all. Minor off topic aside, he sort of gets the USB-C thing, but he deeply loves his MagSafe, and I think its loss would be a very sad thing. Uh, next, he said, do you know, I said, do you know, you, yeah. <laughs> <Do> you, <laughs> I'm really digging that. I know. The, the, the one thing that I, I, I think here that everybody will still need some way to charge your device. Yes. And somebody said something the other day, oh, yeah, but, but what about, you know, Wireless conductive charging? charging? Yeah. Con- well, conductive charging is great, but you still need a device plugged in to send. You need it plugged in <laughs> yeah. somewhere to actually send the power to your device. So and it is wasteful. In my house. Yes, absolutely. So those sorts of things need to be fixed. Okay. Uh, next up, he said, I said, the vast majority of people that use iOS devices are not on the Macintosh computer. The high cost of admission is probably the biggest hurdle. iOS desktop computers could likely cut that cost in half. And he goes on to say that he knows exactly where I was coming from and that he thinks if it was going to happen, Apple will do it by expanding their iOS range to include some sort of iOS book. Although to me, that is the iPad with a keyboard case and perhaps an iOS box similar to the mini and run this as the consumer range and pitch the Mac OS very much more as the professional range. And yeah, I agree with that. But in his view, Mac OS Pro. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't even have to put the Pro in there. It would be the Mac OS. Oh, yes, they would. No, they would. Yeah, they would. (laughs) Well, it could be the Mac OS Pro LC 2SX. Now you're being silly. Now (laughs) you're being silly. Really? You think? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Guy's the one. Guy's the one. Uh, but in his view, we need, <laughs> we need to keep in sight the fact that the whole point is that most people really don't need a PC. Once some of us hoped to own a desktop and then we moved on wishing that we could trade up to a laptop, then yeah. the real mobile computing, internet, everywhere thing happened. And a lot of people found that a small phone or tablet was actually all they really needed. Uh, I'm just going to skip to this last bit here. So although he thinks that there are some merits in the idea, he thinks that Apple won't go there except perhaps, as I say, by pitching iOS more and more as an everyday OS and aiming the Mac toward the specialist professional OS, pushing its Macs as the racing cars and trucks and iOS products as the, uh, what is a saloon in this case? Limousines and sportsters, I get that, of the Steve Jobs analogy. What does yeah, that mean? You know what's, what's, it's not a bar. Well, see, that's what, <laughs> that's what I associated that with. A saloon is like a car. It's a, it's a non-hatchback car, really. Oh, okay. It's, like a, it's, a, it's a family car. It's a family see, car. I learn things every day. I learn you things. You do? I do. 
Anyway, Saranac, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I agree with some of what you said. I don't agree with some of what you said, but I re- both of us really appreciate the fact that you took the time to uh, to write all this. And uh, we're sorry we had to kind of truncate a little bit uh, just to to make a little bit of room here in the center section. Please, 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 uh, not only Saranac, but anyone who's listened to this part. If you have a difference of opinion or you would uh, like us to broach a subject that you're passionate about, we're not that far away on Twitter. We're not that far away in email. We're not that far away in Facebook. And we would love to hear from you. Take us out, Guy. Okay. Everyone, stand by to stand by. (gasps) Computers can do that. They can, Homer. And we'll be right back back no computer is required if you're a technology fan make sure you check out tech fan hosted by me tim robertson and me david cohen We're all about technology. We like to geek out on pretty much anything. If it's technical, if it's a gadget, if it's the movie or the music industry, you name it, we're talking about it. And you know, David, unfortunately, unlike most other great podcasts, we don't really plan out our shows. It's more of a stream of thought thing. (laughs) Yeah. For better or for worse, you listen to it and you be the judge. You know, a good example of that, David, would be this ad because we didn't plan for this. What did you say? What do I say? I don't know. What, is it your turn or is it my turn to talk now? I lost track. I did too. But you know, you won't lose track if you listen to Tech Fan, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. The G Men on the MyMac Podcast. Because actually. No. Why? And welcome back, everyone. Oh, I love what? this bit. I know you're welcoming everybody back, but I still love this bit. <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> Sorry, do. carry on. All right. Well, we're back. Well, Third part of the show. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, do you know, and I'm agreeing with you. You are. So that means you're nodding your head. Hit it. Okay, um, somebody once said to me, do you know, you do get new listeners on here and they may not have heard some of your old tips. So I'm going to repeat one here because I think it's worth repeating. It's basically a pages and text edit, uh, some keyboard tricks. So if you've got your cursor in the middle of a page and you want to move to the beginning of the current or the previous word, remember option left or option right arrow. Option left, option right arrow will take you to the beginning uh, of the current or the previous word. Or obviously, if you go to the right arrow, it'll be the next word. Now, if you want to move to the beginning of the current line or move to the end of the current line, command left arrow or command right arrow so it's remember the first one was the option takes you the word command takes you to the line now if you want to move to the beginning of the current paragraph or to the end of the current paragraph option up arrow option down arrow 
you see, there's a theme here. Now, Option if you command. Move, yeah, absolutely. And if you want to move to the beginning of the document or to the end of the document, command up arrow and then what? command down arrow. Now, how do you know that you've, you're actually at that point? <laughs> Try it. You'll know. <laughs> well, I mean, is there like some visual cue? That, that yes, tells you? yes, yes. You'll you'll look at the page. You'll look at your cursor and you'll not. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get you to say. <laughs> I know, and I got there, and you destroyed me. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that's the end of Gaz's tips. <laughs> that's, the end of- that's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of 300 Gaz's plus tips. times that we've done Gaz's this. tips. Is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. Oh, damn. There we go. I almost forgot. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. Do you, do you know what I'm going to do now as well? What's that? When you've done that, I'm now going to end. So let's do it again, right? Okay. Gaz's tips. Do your boy. I like it. Um, have you got a pick? I do have a pick. Now, I haven't picked a game like this in a really, really, I, you know, I mean, if you think back to when, you know, oh, so long ago when we did this show and when we were younger men, I used to pick, it seemed like I would pick zombie games like all the time. You well, would? I'm coming back to it. At least, well, at least for this show, because it's, it's an anniversary right. thing. I, lo- I, I love your zombie picks. <laughs> well, this is called. Uh, I don't know if I've picked this one before. It's Stupid Zombies by Game Resort. It's free, and they actually have it. I just, when I was looking for the link for this game, I found out that Game Resort, the company that makes Stupid Zombies, actually has a Stupid Zombies 2 and a Stupid Zombies 3, which I, of course, have now (laughs) downloaded. So I will try those, and I will let you know in future shows just how stupid those zombies are. Um, it, but all these games are free with in-app purchases. You can buy airstrikes that will wipe out the last of those pesky undead creatures that you just can't quite get to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's, that's like the only thing that they really charge, but it, it's a fun game. I've kind of rediscovered it after a long time. What about you guys? Doodle. Well, if you insist, wait, let me find a pencil. <laughs> Um, okay. okay, all it's I have is this old envelope. It's, hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa. It's a calendar <laughs> scheduling online and app. Basically, I, I've come across this uh, via Bart. I've actually put Barry in the in the thing here, but it's actually yeah. Bart. Well, it doesn't um, really work with either Barry or Bart. It says B A R or even Art or even Art. What is Art? Okay, this show is Art. Can you let me finish? Yes, I'm sorry. A doodle, right, everybody. You could just put yourself on mute for a few I'm minutes. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> doodle. It's a calendar scheduling online and app. I came across it via Bart, who uses it for his shows. Well, I've got a load of friends, and we periodically go out for a meal. And finding who's available when is always a pain. Uh, but with Doodle, I put the dates in, send out the invite, invite, and Bob's your uncle. Now, 
the basic version is free to use. And to be honest, I think that gives you pretty much most of what you need. Uh, but unless you need to be a little bit clever and put your own icon in there and do lots of other stuff, there are two further options, one at 29 uh, euros a year and one at 49 euros a year. And the link I've put into the show notes takes you directly to that cost page, which also shows you the differences to the paid versions. So go over and take a look. Doodle is great. Uh, is the the free because I know that when Bart does his uh, invitations for the Let's Talk yep. Apple and Let's Talk Photography yep. shows, it's automatically yep. set to show the the time in your particular time zone, which I thought was really clever. Is that in the free version? Do you know? I don't know because obviously when I was sending it to my friends, that's a very good question. I'd have yeah, to, you're all, you're all actually I, in the same time zone. <laughs> Yeah, which kind of I didn't have to worry about, really. Um, I, I'll have to take a look uh, and find out and come back to you probably next week. Okay. <laughs> Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. <laughs> okay, now, I, I've got a people's pick in here. I'm not oh, sure cool. whether we've actually done this before um, because it's one that was in G+. It's from Elisa. Oh, damn. It's from, it's from, oh, it's from how Elisa. How could I not? I, and now I can't find her. It's, <laughs> It's from Elisa. No, you just it's keep from, saying Elisa. It's from Elisa. It's from you Elisa. say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. <laughs> so, so, so and, stupid. It, but this, yeah, it's oh, dude, what? what it's, it's stupid. I'm stupid. <laughs> and this, Is there, uh, there should be a cool. test for that. <laughs> well, actually, Elisa's. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Pick <laughs> is called Stupid Test 2014 and it's 99 cents. In- <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be someplace. Where is that? Where's that stupid test? We're losing it. Yeah. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. <laughs> anyway, Max Doc. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, okay. It's going on just outside of Chicago in Woodstock, Illinois, July 16th and 17th. That is a weekend. Uh, it's about an hour outside of Chicago. It's really, really easy to get to. There is an amazing lineup of people that are scheduled to speak. Uh, it's going to be for like a, a day and a half and, you know, and don't even don't even discount the fact that there's also going to be the big feed bag, the Midwest Mac barbecue at the end of that very, very first day. Yep. And there's t-shirts, the, there's giveaways uh, and all sorts of stuff, all kinds of stuff that you're going to get for free. Uh, there is, of course, a, a cost to attend the conference, so but we're free. It, oh, of course, it's not free. But we are going to make it, we're going to make it, if you listen to this show, we're going to make it so that it's a little less of a cost burden. If you sign up for the MaxDoc Expo, and you can go, get there by going to MaxDocExpo.com, uh, there's all kinds of URLs. If you basically Google MaxDoc Expo, you'll find it. At the time that you're checking out, type in my Mac 20 the number 20, off M Y M A C two zero O F F for an additional $20 off the cost of 
attending the Mac Stock Expo, and that gets you in for both days as well. So, yeah, don't uh, if if you're anywhere in that area in like the middle of July or or whatever, you really need to go to this thing. You won't forget uh, uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember that includes the obviously your entrance to the venue, your entrance to see the speakers, your your lunch. You get a lunch on the yep uh, on on the and Saturday dinner that first is, night and the barbecue. Yeah, you get the barbecue as well. So you know it's not just the speakers. There's there's t-shirts. It, oh, Please, please don't look at the price and think, oh, my God, that's too expensive, because it is not. It is not. It's it's a bargain, absolute bargain. Yep. More fun could not be had without a swift kick to the head. (laughs) (laughs) I think we ought to move on now, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, probably. I see that. There it is. There we go. Facebook. We actually we have a new liquor. We have a new liquor this week. Jose F. Medeiros. Medeiros. Yay. Thank Yay. you. Jose, thank, thank you so you. very much. Um, did right. we get any email? Yes, we did. Oh, it was from Saranac Assassin. Now, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't be doing that. <laughs> uh, but you can reach us all kinds of ways. You can reach us via Twitter, Facebook, Jeep. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, my oh. <laughs> Indigestion. <laughs> if you, God, don't worry, I screwed up. You can, if you want, hold on, if you would like to, uh, to get a hold of me, you can contact me via email. An guy. email from Guy. <laughs> guy. G-U-I at You can also find me on the Twitters. Uh, my Twitter name is Mac Parrot. <laughs> and <laughs> if you would like to get a hold of Fearless Leader Tim and make him mad all over again, you would send that. <laughs> See, you are so much better prepared for that than I am. You all you have to do is send that <laughs> to feedback at buymac.com. Gas, if they wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Well, the best way. Oh, ice cream headache. Send- <laughs> yeah, I'm getting one now. Um I you can send an email to <laughs> gas at mymac.com. That's G-A-Z. Z cars at mymac.com <laughs> or you can contact me on the twitters which is twitter.com forward slash g-a-z cars m-a-z cars z cars wait uh, see now I get, i'm messing it up <laughs> g-a-z m-a-z cars cars uh, you can also you can also send, <laughs> also send message on <laughs> Twitter, G-U-I-A-N-D-G-A-Z, cars. Um, cars. Um, cars. You can even, you can even call us on Skype. And it's plus one if you're outside the US, 703-436-9501. That number again, plus one, 703-436-9501. Oh, he's already got it in there. <laughs> Thank God. You know, people are probably wondering, what the hell are they laughing about? 
And it's such a shame that people cannot see our show notes as we're going through this. Anyway, we're at show 600. Thank you all so very, very much. Or why we have lasted for 315 episodes of the MyMac.com podcast. And we really appreciate the time that you take to download, listen to the show. And in all the various ways, I'll believe it. But thank you. It is that you have gotten a hold of us with the good, the bad, and in my case, the ugly. Um, I would like to say, Gaz, that I think. Now I know this language is going to mess you up. I think I'm, I'm, I've just seen the language, folks. I am. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think we're good enough, smart enough. And doggone it, people like us, he said questioningly. We love the listeners to the MyMac podcast. We think you totally rock. And that's no April Fool's. Open brackets, English, just to be clear, close brackets. (laughs) End. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, the Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist. Um... Oh, crap. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. My gold, my gold chain just came off. Oh. Well, you shouldn't be such a East End Essex boy and wearing a gold chain. Oh, I've... You know, it, it, it's weird. This all started back when uh, I was still traveling overseas. I had gone to uh, Damascus, Syria. And they didn't really like us much then. Of course, they don't really like us much now. But the um, there was a guy, you know. And there's always everywhere you go, there's always a guy <laughs> that that does stuff, you know. And yeah. the worse off the country is, the more important that guy is. Yeah. So this guy in Damascus knew all of the people to go to see for various things in the uh, marketplace. So he was like, well, do you like gold? And it was like, oh yeah, yeah, I love gold. Cause I, I I'd heard that at the time gold was, was pretty cheap. So he takes me to see his, his gold guy over at the, uh, the gold souk. And uh, I bought a six band puzzle ring, which I, I still have someplace, but I'm, you know, much heavier now than I was then. And it doesn't really fit me anymore. Uh, but yeah. then I also bought this chain and it's a, it's a special link that comes from a certain area in Syria. It's called uh, Aleppo. It's an Aleppo chain. So I had that for years. And then when I went, mm-hmm. I went to uh, China, I bought this, this little oh, gold so? Chinese symbol that stood for luck. 
And years and years go by. I, I'm not traveling overseas anymore. And I had a, a trip because I, I was doing a security layout for a facility in Honolulu, Hawaii. So the, the first time I go out to Honolulu, Hawaii, of course, you know, I mean, it's, it's Hawaii. So you go to the beach, you know, you, you, you splash around in the water and I'm a beach person as it is. And I'm splashing around in the water. I'm having a great time. I get out of the water. I get back to my hotel. I, and I take my shirt off to check how badly I'm sunburned, which was really, really bad. And I, I look at my chest and the chain is gone. The ouch. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Aleppo link chain, the, the Chinese sent all gone. So when I got back, I started looking online and of course I couldn't describe what the, the particular link looks like. And when I did a Google search, nothing came up. So I, I, I found a place that sold gold chains and I approximated what I thought that this chain looked yeah. like. So yeah. I got a new gold chain and then I typed in a symbol, you know, Chinese symbol for good luck. And I found that and I bought that. So I, I, I still have a gold chain with a Chinese symbol for good luck. It's just that it wasn't bought in Syria or China. What an amazingly long, boring story that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but I'm here now yes yes <laughs> flash by name flash by nature by nature oh let's do this thing. oh did did you send me oh, 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 the um the Cyrenac Assassin's Flying Circus thing oh yeah. yes you did yes you did okay I'll have to remix yeah. that later yeah I did I know it was late. I did forget. I agree. Well, I mean, you didn't have to. We could have just gone with the one I did. Well, you wanted me to do something. So I did. I can't not, I can't not do it because, you know, you might punch me. Well, not from here. Not today. My, my, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Well, no, it won't be t- no, it won't be that long. You'll be you'll be walking down a lonely country road. I shall definitely be coming to next year's Mac stop. Definitely, and, and you'll Lord. see you'll see a man slowly walking, to, very slowly, because he's quite old by this time. And suddenly, without warning, for no reason, seemingly whatsoever, he hits you, giggles, and runs away. <laughs> you missed that, didn't you? What? Miss what? I said, well, let's hope not again. In response oh. to your, oh, and get longer. <laughs> oh, I said it about a minute afterwards. <laughs> <sighs> okay, it's lost on you today, isn't it? It's lost on you. Yeah, my my, my brain just feels a little scrambled today. I don't know why. Victory. <laughs> yeah, because it hardly is ever scrambled. I'm going no very adequately, sir. I'm virtually bursting with that equatulence. Yeah, that's me today. Oh. Who is that? I don't know, but he's <laughs> in your place. Not for long. For long. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. There's <laughs> something afoot. Uh. Yuck. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Oh, crap. I 
stepped over my Mac podcast. My Mac podcast. There we go. Yep. <clears throat> check, check, check. Okay. I'm recording. Oh, oh you bring us on. in. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Let I me make up. sure that, no, I may have. <laughs> there we go. I had to make sure I had, I had your theme song ready to go. Cause I was just looking yeah, at it. Do not have fun. Well, damn it, data. They should. <laughs> yeah, I need to look up some. The, the data had some great ones. <laughs> you think I forgot the owl, don't you? You yeah. think I forgot the owl? I will never forget the owl. Owl rocks. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. (laughs) Gold. Mm. Oh, that was, that was one for the ages. I have no idea how long this show is going to be, especially whence I whence, whence, (laughs) from whence whence, I started, from whence I started, darling. Oh my god! I am just losing. I we got near the end, <coughs> and I I thought I was I thought I was gonna throw up. You know, I just I was laughing so hard. Oh, Gaz and Guy, Theater of the Mind present number forty two is the answer. Yeah. So, what time shall we meet? said the man's companion. It seemed like an innocent enough question, the kind of question that gets asked a million times a day that no one ever gives much thought to after. But on this day, in a Douglas Adams day, the question would be pondered, ripped apart, reconstituted, and then taken for a vigorous walk. Ah, 9pm will do nicely said the man with no shoes on. There was probably an excellent reason why he wasn't wearing shoes, but seeing how he was nearly 300 pounds and six foot six inches tall, it seemed like a bad idea to ask. His companion, unable to see these inner conversations, shook his head quietly at the 9pm-ish response. Actually, 9pm was an excellent time as he had no other commitments within 120 minutes either way of this exact time. Other than to say he might be the kind of person who generally had 9pm appointments, but he didn't. And he wasn't. The large man spoke again, seeing how he actually was nearly 300 pounds and about 6 foot 6 inches tall. It would be impolite not to acknowledge him speaking, and possibly dangerous. I am not paranoid. Why are you all against me? He said, with no comprehension that saying those two things together were ironic. Fortunately, the two things did realize the irony and had a good chuckle. Good grief, said the first man who wasn't the kind to have appointments at 9pm, but ever so desperately wanted to be. What did you have for dinner? Nothing yet. And the large man's stomach 
growled slightly to remind him that this was true. It also wanted to do backflips, but wasn't sure how well this would sit in the body cavity of the man it was inside of. The man's intestinal tract was dead set against gymnastics within enclosed spaces. The kidneys, livers and lungs chimed in to say that it most likely was a terrible idea. Yeah, go for it, dude, said the anus. But he had always been a bit of an ass. <laughs>